0: Curve Comedy Network
1: Da-da-da-da-da-distraction Da-da-da-da-distraction Da-da-da-da-distraction Da, 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 da. Distraction, distraction. Hey, everybody! It's Will, host of Distraction Podcast. This is the podcast where I teach you about some small everyday thing that we overlook and we don't know too much about, like where it came from and its history. And that's what I'm going to do today. Is I'm going to teach you about the history of sequins. Um, and Melissa Dickinson on Facebook wanted to know where did sequins come from? Who invented sequins? Tell me more, Will. And I am today. So on Distraction, we are going to discover the history of sequence So you think of sequins, and you're like, oh, uh, flashy dancers, uh, ice skaters, Michael Jackson's glove, those sorts of things, and you're like, they must be a relatively new invention. Well, no. Actually, sequins have existed on garments throughout the centuries, and and the earliest um, noted sequins, which were gold, actual pieces of shiny metal sewn into clothes, is like 2500 BC, and then uh, the first sequins ever discovered that, like, were were proven to exist and just not written about or documented uh like on cave drawings or anything like that uh was actually when they discovered king tut's tomb in 1922 so when they opened up king tut's tomb they discovered he was draped in garments that were covered in essentially metal coins sewn into the fabric
2: oh excuse excuse me i'm i'm just uh uh, I'm, my my name's Ralph And uh, Hey Ralph, I, what are you,
1: this is a, I'm recording a podcast I'm trying to uh, teach people about sequins today Oh,
2: I'm so sorry, I was just in the back And I can't find any of my canopic jars
1: Your canopic?
2: Yeah You
1: mean like the jars they would put internal organs in Like right. Egyptians' organs? That's right, so
2: like I had one and I was like I need the one that's got Anubis. Ralph, one that's a new system Ralph, why
1: dark. are you, are, are you actually keeping organs in a jar in this podcast studio? Yeah. No, what the hell, Ralph? Like I have to try them been, out. I've never even seen you before. Well, are you? I, is this a crime? Are you confessing to a crime?
2: I. It's my. It's my organs. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> what? They're your organs? Yeah. You're keeping your. How are you alive? What organs? Magic. <laughs> no magic organs. Mm-hmm. What the? Fu- I don't understand, Ralph. Well, are you a ghost?
2: I'm a mummy.
1: Oh. I am
2: so sorry. I just, I, I took my, my wrappings and I had wanted to take them to the dry cleaners, but I was I like,
1: hate this. Halloween is over. I do not like that there is a mummy that lives in this pod. You seem nice. You, Thank still, you. You don't seem like one of those mummies that comes after you.
2: Oh, no. I'm just, I just like order and sequences.
1: Ralph!
0: Ralph!
1: <laughs> Ralph! <laughs> We need you at this time to do the match.
2: Thank thank you, Vlad. All right. Well, we'll just, I'll see you later. I'll find, just keep an eye out there. Four jars. They got my organs. Okay.
1: This is like, this is like your coworker coming in and asking who took their sandwich out of the employee refrigerator. I I hope I don't come across those Kenobic jars with the Ralph's organs. That will, I will be disgusted by that. I'm surprised they'd even still work at this point. So anyway, uh, King Tut's garments were the first uh, actually proven sequins to exist they that they had been documented before but these this was actual proof and that dates back to 1324 bc that's when he passed away king tut and so sequins on garments have been around forever basically but uh i think that the sequins uh melissa wanted to talk about were kind of the modern day sequins so uh where did sequin come from well it was an arabic word Sika, that meant coin, which makes sense. Sequins are round and shiny. And then it uh, eventually was uh, morphed into it. Evi- yes. You call my name? Uh, I don't know. I don't I know. I was talking about sequins. Uh, yes,
0: my name is Sika.
1: Zika? Yes. Sika? No, that's the name. Oh, that's just the Arabic word for coin. Sika. Is my name. Your name's Sika? Yes. Does it mean coin? You, if you say it means coin, maybe it Are means you coin. Arabic? Are you. Eric.
2: No, I am Sika.
1: Okay, <laughs> I understand who you are. Yeah. I understand your name. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah. And well, I, it's amazing I said it, and you were walking by, and you just happened to hear your name and pop in. Yes, can I do something for you? Too many people
0: yell my name, so you, are you yell okay? my name, and I hear
2: it, and so here I am.
1: Uh, well, I didn't yell it. I was just actually said, saying Zika. it. Sika. I did not call out for you. I, I promise.
2: I heard an echo.
1: Well, this, this this, these studios are it. kind of cavernous, so they do. There's a little bit of an echo down the hallway, I was, it, but I did not I call was out for you. Two
0: blocks over.
1: Well, you heard this two blocks yes, over. Yes,
0: you yelled it.
1: I didn't I, yell it. I didn't it's yell the guy, it.
0: Zika, zika, zika. So I come, I come here.
1: Well, I don't need you actually, so you're fine. You can go.
0: Do I have to?
1: <laughs> I, I, uh, I guess you don't. Uh, you, you can, uh, you could hang out in the. There's a there's a futon in the back of the studio there. You can, you can sit on that. Uh, there's been a number no. of people on this podcast who have, uh, uh, passed away on it. Oh, but, uh, as long as you're not freaked out by that, we also have a mummy, uh, that I found out named Ralph, who I
2: never met mine.
1: You never met your m- mummy. Oh, I see no. your own mother. Well, guess what? If you hang out on the podcast couch, the futon, you know, afterwards, maybe we can, I'll help you Google and, and see if we can find her. Google. Yeah, Google. <laughs> How old are you, Sika?
0: Seventy-two.
1: <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Why you wouldn't understand? Uh, well, I bet we're not gonna find your mom.
2: Okay.
1: I have bad news. Your mom is probably passed. Your mom.
2: She passed by.
1: No, she's dead. Your mom's probably dead. How old was your mom when she had you? You don't know.
2: Seventy-two.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's definitely dead. She's way dead. Uh... Okay, I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you. I,
2: I lie down on the couch.
1: <laughs> okay, go lay on the couch. Okay. Alright, maybe we can find some records of her though. Zika! No, you're no, I did not say that. So Zika is the a rare Arabic word Arabic word that means coin. It eventually morphed into a Venetian word, uh Zikino, and uh in the late 16th century, and then that hey, you the call French, my name. No, I did not. Joey's the king, though. <laughs> no, Joey, get the fuck out All here. All right, <laughs> Uh In 16th century, the French, uh, then again... Uh Morphed it into the word that we know now, sequin. And sequin are little discs sewed into clothing that reflect light. And uh, But they originally a way to display wealth. So the actual metal, uh, some of the times, were real coins and they'd use them in trading, or sometimes it was just an egregious uh, way to show that you are rich and uh, or very wealthy. And oh, God, what is that?
2: Uh, 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 My name's uh, Stanley, and I'm uh, an egret, and I'm... Holy
1: uh, shit, a talking egret! (laughs) Stanley, where'd you come from?
2: Uh, This guy.
1: Yeah? I
2: flew down, I saw some shiny coins, and I thought, Oh, that's gonna be a real good snack.
1: Oh, uh, well, uh, I I don't suggest eating money if you saw coins on the ground. Uh, oh. I don't suggest eat. I know they're Like, if kids swallow a penny, they usually have to go to the hospital to, uh, you know, get an X ray and see if it needs to surgically come out. And maybe sometimes they have to pass it in their duty. And I don't want to. I don't want you to go through that tumult. I guess. Oh,
2: that's very kind of you. So well, don't
1: eat the coins.
2: Oh well, I'm. I feel as though I I've been eating coins for many many eons at this well, point.
1: Flap up and down. Let me let me hear. If we're,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you have. You're full of, your belly's full of coins. You shake like a piggy bank.
2: That's right. I just, just old Stanley here. <laughs> just running around and fly. It makes it very difficult to fly. I am
1: you said you down. came from the sky. Did you eventually eat too many coins that it pulled you out of the air?
2: Well, it, these things happen.
1: Yeah. Have you had a, have you had a, a I want to say a regular bowel movement? in a while.
2: Oh, my cloaca is just up, stuffed right up.
1: Man, I would love... You know what? A lot of people don't want to oh. get shit on by birds, right? Ow. But if you flew over my car and you started shitting coins, I wouldn't be angry about it.
2: Ah, well, it just leaves dents all in the hood. Then I make an insurance
1: claim. It's good. I can maybe get a new car. Oh. You're like... Oh, man. You're like Stiltskin. Oh. Wait, or who was the person who spun... Like yes. so is yeah, that ripple
2: gonna accept you already know my name. I gave it freely.
1: Well, then shit out the coins into my hand. Oh. I know your name. It's Stanley. Shit those coins out. Oh. You're supposed to give me. A... Oh, no, this is. These are just pennies. These are wee pennies. No. Get out of here, Stanley. Ah. I thought I was gonna get rich. Ah. <laughs> the coins. Ew. Why did I ask for that bird to shit in my hand? I hate this. Alright, I'll just wipe it on my pants here. Let's keep going. Um, So now that you know sort of like the history of the word sequins and that they've been there for centuries, let's talk about what happened in 1922 when they opened King Tut's tomb. They found all these garments and they were beautiful and it was like the biggest thing that happened in 1922 that they found King Tut's tomb. and. basically these pictures were distributed all around the world and the western culture was uh, especially fascinated by these elaborate sequined garments with the gold coins and uh, it influenced fashion of the time. So uh, the most notable fashion that it influenced were like flapper dresses who were already trying to be pretty outgoing and vivacious and provocative. And so they started creating their own versions of sequins. Now, obviously, not everybody had gold coins like King Tut did, but they figured out a way to manufacture their own reflective discs out of dead animal carcasses out of the gelatin that came out of animal carcasses and so they could roll out this gelatin into a sheet into a thin sheet and then they that hey, was easily stamped excuse me yeah did you say you got a uh, dead animal carcasses i didn't say i had any i said that that's what they used to make sequins out who's of who's they uh well the people of the 1920s who were influenced by king tut's uh garments okay i fit the qualifications for what they oh okay so you're from the 1920s Mm -hmm. oh well you you actually seem spry and uh, alive for being that old well, you're like a what do you gotta be? Like a hundred and what? hundred and sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, you I, are very lively. Uh, well, you see, I eat the gelatin that comes out of those dead animal carcasses, and it keeps me alive and spry. You know what? That's great to have somebody who can uh, actually attest to that. They did say that sometimes they would eat the gelatin sequins off their own garments as a funny joke. Oh, as not a- not just a joke. You know, we
0: learned that it, it prolonged our lives and, and preserved our hearts and our brains.
1: What'd you say your name was? again i didn't okay what's your name christopher christopher were you a flapper girl no but i knew several <laughs> yeah christopher oh christopher
2: I've been, I've been looking all over for you i've been looking down and up up and down i've been doing a charleston trying to find you don't look oh, up
1: too can... don't look up too high because some of the bird might shit some coins on your face so just
2: you watch how you're talking to a lady uh, it's it's a a magical, magical
1: bird now are you yeah there's a there was there's a bird there's coins in the belly, poops with coins. It's neither here nor there. I just wanted to make sure your friend here was uh, properly taking precautions against getting coined on. That's uh, well,
2: very forward to assume room that he's a, that I'm a friend. Well, I didn't know
1: what to say exactly. That's
2: fine. I'm his lover.
1: Oh <laughs> okay. well, that sounds like can can you not be someone's friend and be their lover? Yes. When I say I know somebody, I mean I know somebody. biblically. Biblically. You know the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you guys have have had sex mm-hmm. several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it? I mean, how do you? How did you meet flapping (laughs) no were you flapping well i was fapping she was flapping what's fapping you don't
0: know what fapping means oh Oh, oh,
2: these these terms have gotten a little bit different these
1: days i think i know what fapping means actually (laughs) Uh, yeah everybody google fapping (laughs) what's google Uh, i know the 72 year olds or people who are older than 72 have a hard time knowing Things. Uh, (laughs) Um anyway, anyway, so you guys so you guys are lovers, like and you guys can attest to the fact that sequins used to be made out of gelatin. Animal animal product. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you can do so much with that
0: gelatin. Mm -hmm. You can eat it. Yeah, sure. You can make a sequin out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can put it in your hair. Uh Uh-huh. You can put it in a big uh reservoir up above at a sound stage and dump it on someone on a Nickelodeon show when they get the answer wrong. Mm
2: You can make it into some pasties so that you can still dance and flap and fap.
1: Okay, and nice. still
2: be within now, the
1: code. Now, can I ask you, uh, mm-hmm. being the being the one who I think adorned the gelatin sequence, mm-hmm. uh, did you ever have any wardrobe malfunctions?
2: Oh, only when Christopher ate them right off my dress. Oh,
1: oh couldn't it. Christopher? Was that was like the original edible underpants. It sounds like because flappers were supposed to be provocative and sexy, and I know that probably men were you know roused by that and and couldn't couldn't contain their passions. That's right. They probably and, just had to eat that gelatin. Yeah, some of them will
0: put the gelatin. On the nipples and then stick some spaghetti in there like tassels? Oh, it was irresistible.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that what tassels are originally made out of spaghetti? Oh, yeah. Some of them.
0: Those Italian
1: fellows brought it over. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why all your garments it's, were made out of food?
0: Well,
2: cause it was hard times, and then that's how spaghettios came about.
1: <laughs> yep. That's what I wore. Why Ooh. do why have a tassel and a and a pasty when you could just have a one one all together?
2: And it's a snack later.
1: Mm-hmm. So did you I mean, did you ever have any problems eating? eating the clothes off your lover? like did you ever get full or uncomfortable or
0: you know the most difficult thing i had to eat
1: was a was a pineapple <laughs> <laughs> what was that what what kind of clothing was that on it was a shoe he had a foot stuck <laughs> in the whole thing and <laughs> i just ate it right the <laughs> whole thing you ate
2: the left i
0: didn't go un- the right unhinged my jaw like a python
1: <laughs> and I swallowed it man this sounds exciting mm. you know i hear about the 1920s and it it sounds like it would have been it would have been a difficult time, but fun. Mm-hmm. It really depended on where you
2: lived and how deep into prohibition we were, and mm. how many pasties you liked. Mm. Yeah,
1: oh, good. So I, thanks for coming, guys. You really you really made history come alive in this moment. And uh, what are you guys gonna do later? Well, we'll probably have sex and eat each other's clothes. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. get on. Get on to it. Perfect. Oh, that was exciting. And that's true that the, the sequins were made out of gelatin, but uh, oftentimes they said that a hot hand, just the body heat of somebody, like if you're dancing close, could melt the sequins off of somebody's clothes. Or uh, or if they were in the rain especially, uh, that it would melt the sequins off of somebody's garments. so they'd just be running around in a burlap sack at the end <gasps> instead of... <Yes>. <sighs> oh. <sighs> hey... Hey, what? It's me, Brian Boitano. Oh, the figure skater. Yes. Cool. Wow, this is amazing. What a... Were you, are you here for the uh, ancient Olympic athlete podcast down the hall? Oh, I'm not that ancient. Uh, you know. Well, I... I just, don't know, debatable.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I, I heard you were talking about sequins and hot hands and melting sequins right off of a of a hot man's body, yeah. and so here I
1: am. Well, Brian, thanks. Did you, when you were figure skating in the Olympics, were your sequins made out of gelatin, or, or were they made out of the more modern product of the time? Well, mine were made specifically out of Canadian bacon. <laughs> just little bits of bacon. Oh God! You but really... not bacon bits. Okay, yeah. That's an American thing. Then it's probably trademarked. You probably can't say that, right? That's true. Yeah. Even was if we it was Canadian, that, would it be? Would have been control. Canadian bacon bits or like American bacon bits? I'm just trying to get a vision. Well, it's Canadian like, bacon, but it's bits
0: of it, so I guess we could say bits of Canadian bacon.
1: Were they still circular? So you took circles, or Canadian bacon circles that are already discs, and made them into tinier discs. Yeah. Yeah. And and does the meat reflect the light the same way? Only when you get enough maple syrup on there. <laughs> so you got to glaze it up.
0: Oh, you got to glaze it up. You put the you put the Canadian bits of bacon in a bucket of brown butter and you you glistening it up.
1: Well god, you sound delicious. Thank I you. mean, I mean I knew I, you're a, a fit man. Uh, and I think an attractive man, a talented man, strong, yes. at least in your glory days. And now you're telling me you were covered in friggin' Canadian bacon and sweet syrup? Yes, and I'm ageless because, well, sometimes I eat it. Man, now I heard that you're allowed to take a lover who wears food as clothes. Like, and I know that I'm a committed man. Uh, I am married, but uh, right now, you are my number one slot for alternative lover uh, in my life. Would you... Thank you. I mean, I, that's. I was hoping to hear a little bit more back from you other than thank you oh like maybe like there was a mutual interest i mean i'm also talented i do a podcast
0: do you have food
1: clothes (laughs) not yet well but like in the titanic when jack paints that picture of rose i would like to become your food clothes model
0: well i i'm sorry to tell you but i'm a shit painter
1: i want you to paint canadian food onto my body and take me as your own all right. Uh, tell me one other Canadian delicacy that you would make my clothes out of. Molsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. I, t- I retract Skate it. Okay. Away. I think I don't know. I think I think my arousal has just <laughs> receded into my body forever. I don't know that I'll ever be sexually stimulated again. But we'll find out. The podcast is young, uh, so. These, uh, these gelatin sequins are obviously not going to, you know, cut the cheese or, <laughs> or cut the... What am I, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Cut the mustard. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know why I said that. What am I, 72-year-old man? What's well, Googled? <laughs> um, so uh, in the same decade uh, uh, later, uh, late 1920s, early 1930s, a guy named Herbert Lieberman. And this is where... We get into the information that Ms. Dickison was looking forward to the most, is that this is the guy who basically invented the modern-day sequin as we know it.
2: Oh, hello, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for running late, Herbert here. Uh,
1: (laughs) Herbert, you're still alive? Like, are you the Herbert Lieberman who created the sequins, the acetate sequins? The one and the same. Oh, my God, man. This is incredible. I mean, uh, you decided that there was a demand for this, this flashy clothing at the end of the 1920s. And apparently most of the sequins at that time came from Europe. And you decided that you were going to... Make your own, and right. the good U.S. of A. The good old U.S. of A. That's right, because all of
2: those dirty Europeans—they didn't want to send them anymore. <laughs>
1: wow! Yeah,
2: I remember, I remember it well.
1: <laughs> Do you tell us? Tell us why you have such a strong mm, opinion about European culture? Well,
2: it all started back in 1940 and in that time i was a young man walking about and i got myself a satchel and i was like i'm going to go back pack europe and it was going to be glorious i went for for the swiss mountains and and for the chalets in switzerland and i was going to go walking and there in the middle. I started going along and then on this beach in Nice and I was very <laughs> lost. I was very lost.
1: Uh-huh. And- I think we are all very lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a full decade after you invented sequins, but go on.
2: <laughs> I, I, you, I, you did not ask about when I invented the People, sequins. You asked I just, when I, I guess, got to, uh, <laughs> when I hated
1: Europe. You're right. I, I didn't realize your opinion of Europeans was solidified long after the invention of sequins. <laughs> I guess that's true. It's been a hundred years. Well,
2: many things happened in not that amount of time. So I I had my satchel and it was full of American made sequins. Oh. And I was going, and, I, <laughs> sure. and here I am on this beach. And I'm going, walk, 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 walk. And then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, ah! Waka, waka!
1: Oh no, is
0: this a no- I can't help it when I hear a waka waka, I gotta pop in.
1: Oh my oh. god, this is amazing! We've had Brian Butano and Posy Bear. It's like there must be some sort of gateway from the '80s uh, in the hallway or something, dude. So you just you hear waka 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 and you come, you just pop in. Uh huh. Wow, this, there was a little boy here earlier who heard Sika, and uh, and he was two blocks away and popped in. This is amazing. Uh, we have some sort of magnetic power to this, you know, name calling. Did, Never did you
2: say the name Sika? I did. Oh, that's where it all started in 1940 on a beach in France. I was walking along and I saw this young, indeterminate gender
1: person. <laughs> <laughs> I looked... Oh yeah, I did say little boy. You're right, Sika. It was 72 years old. <laughs> that. Boy... So you, came, so you knew Sika? I did.
2: I thought I did. And so, at what least. happened?
1: What was your interaction? I just need to get to the point where you get, you mm-hmm. were mad at Europeans. Well,
2: the, the end of the story is, I I went in there with a bag full of sequins and I left with a broken heart and
1: a burnt satchel. Oh, did Sika burn your sequins? Mm-hmm. What an asshole! Uh-huh. That guy. <laughs> no, Sika. Sika's here. <sighs> <awake>?
2: <sighs> I-, I was asleep on the couch, and you say, Sika. Seeker
1: We'll just ignore the fact that uh, At the time that he burnt your bag of sequins And broke your heart He was a a, a toddler uh, A small baby But
2: I wanted to adopt him (laughs) And bring him back to the states
1: (laughs) I've always sounded like this Always Mm -hmm. You know what This Mm -hmm. is a great reunion It's never too late to You know form a family it's never too late to adopt someone into your life and love them for the rest of their days.
2: Do you have a
1: mummy? I can find one for you. You guys, this is great. You so you go with Herbert. Uh- oh, Herbert! Excuse me. God. Inventor of the American sequin. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah, I got so confused there. And
2: my name is Sia. Zika.
1: Zika. <laughs> S- 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 so Herbert and Zika. You guys could go out and find a mother, and you guys would be a family. Oh. Oh,
2: yeah, Her families, they come in many different shapes and sizes. We could we could find you a mother. It could just be the two of us watching Netflix. I don't, you know what? It's, oh, oh what's children. a Netflix thing? You should I, go teach
1: him all these things. Yes. And start now. You guys should start now. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Bye, Herbert. Thank you for stopping by. Let's go
2: find some gelatin. I love gelatin. <laughs>
1: That's You know what? The magic thing about this podcast is, even though we get a lot of interruptions, is that sometimes uh, people come together who are going to ultimately uh, embedder each other's lives. I like that that could be a service that we do. Now, Herbert and Sika now will be a family. He won't just be wandering the streets listening for his name. So Herbert Lieberman... Uh, he invented the modern-day sequin, but he was working uh, for the Eastman Kodak Company. That's right, the camera company that we all know at the time. And they were making film out of acetate, which is basically a special plastic that is coated in silver. And so he saw this uh, film that they were making, this acetate plastic film, and it was like, what if they just painted it on either side? And it could uh, be a number of different colors, and we punched them into discs, and this acetate, is less expensive, obviously, than a gold coin and more durable than than gelatin and has the same reflective effect that we could put on garments. For whatever reason, he decided he was going to make sequins out of what was basically Kodak film that's been painted. And so he said it's essentially like painting nail polish onto a mirror. This has the same effect and then punched into little, little discs. Discs. (laughs) Hey. What? Oh no. What's up? Are you Dick? I'm little Dick. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I knew you were little Dick. Look, uh, I'm I, way down here. Look at me. I see you. Okay. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you flop in. Well, don't step on me. I'm. Well, I can't. You're too little. I don't even think you would feel the effect of my shoe if I would step on you. I'm sure, I might fit right between the treads and the bottom of your shoe. You wouldn't even be. Uh, you wouldn't even be compressed. You would just be. You would just kind of fall in the crack. Isn't it weird that you can hear me so well? Nah, well, you're, you you kind of got up right on the microphone.
0: Yeah, that was a long climb. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Well, little Dick, thanks. Uh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, okay. All right, see you, dude. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> so then he went on to start this company called the uh, Algae Trimming Company, which made costumes for everybody. Uh, during that time Uh, the Ringling Brothers Elizabeth Taylor uh, they were the first company to really start to popularize uh, sequin clothing for a lot of different people and it just and that's been the same company forever Uh, eventually uh, down the down the road a few years you know these acetate uh, plastic sequins were m- m- fragile. There, they could they could crack and fall off, and so eventually. <laughs> I'm, so sorry. I'm, so...
2: I'm... Uh,
1: I'm sorry. Can I can I help you?
2: Yeah. I just... okay. So I'm i'm in high school and we're having a choir it's a, it's a show choir and we like yeah. just had like auditions and i was like i'm gonna be great it's gonna be so good and i'm like <laughs> and i like practiced all night and then like i didn't i kind of overslept this morning so i go i
1: uh, what? No. So you you had a show choir. I'm just gonna try to clarify. Uh, oh, yeah. What? I, you had a show choir concert. You practiced all night, oh, yeah. and then you overslept.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. What's your name? Uh, Kelly. Kaylee.
1: Mackenzie. Kelly. Kaylee. Kelly. Kaylee. Kaylee. Kitty. <laughs> 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 Uh, what? Just, I just can I, help? I, I, I I'm sorry you feel so bad. I, I don't like to see somebody uh, so broken down on my show. What what happened?
2: Is, so I was like I'm going to do this and i and, and so my, ass, and my <laughs> So
1: you do this so I was like you put a hand here and a hand there and then you kind of are supposed to turn.
0: turn and so, the transition I, you I, fell down. I'm and you hit the ground. I'm
1: Man, I'm surprised. Like, I have two kids now. I can get through this shit. Keep going. Let's go, kitty.
2: I'm <laughs> <laughs> you dri- You're driving you insane. And you're confused by it all.
1: And your choir director said, stop.
2: But he looked at me.
1: But he looked at you because you thought you were responsible for the fall. Were you?
2: No, I wasn't. Who was responsible? yeah
1: she came up and she tripped you up and you fell and was this during a contest or was this just rehearsal was there, it was during a contest
2: and so i was like i'm gonna be great and
1: everybody else was great you were great nobody else was great they fucked up your your opportunity to shine what do you want what I, why are you here what do you want what do you just need some me to console you there'll be other there'll be other shows okay honestly high school show choir is kind of like the bottom of the pyramid when it comes to entertainment and uh it's just the beginning of. (laughs) Uh, well uh it's kind of the beginning of your journey into theatrical performing uh show choir is it's not like you know it's kind of basic entry level stuff
2: yeah, listen to me I have not peaked yet
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying You haven't peaked yet Like you don't need to worry about one stupid choir contest Like you won't even remember it in 10 years When you do a bunch of other cool shows in college And then eventually get out If you do go into performing professionally There will be bigger deals Like you'll be fine Oh Yeah Yeah okay. Yeah this is beneath you I mean especially if you're the most talented one I oh, am yeah okay good now go go I'm glad I could help you out I don't know that that's the right guidance I should be giving somebody like that that you are the most talented one yeah you're absolutely like just believe that <laughs> like, I like to create humble human beings uh, so down the road uh, in 1952 DuPont invented mylar uh, and so then he started eventually coating his acetate plastic sequence and mylar with Uh mylar DuPont here uh-huh yeah are you are you sound like you're a southern gentleman well yeah i,
0: I couldn't help but uh see uh, the shininess of the sequence uh throughout this theater
1: oh oh yeah no we uh we do have some pop here we do have some things that sparkle and pop you know I, I, that's all
0: i just couldn't help seeing that it blinded me uh but now i'm intrigued uh, w- what is this
1: what, this right here? Yeah, the, you know, all of this. All of this is a podcast studio in inside of a theater. Uh, there's a few podcast studios in here. Uh, and uh, we do have some things that, that pop and sparkle and shine. We, we do do some performing here.
0: Yeah, uh, popping and sparkling over here, we see some aluminum fall. Uh-huh. Uh, over here, you have a mirror. yeah. Uh, I see a these, chrome bumper lying
1: on the ground. These are all re- uh, reflective surfaces you're describing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do have a number of those. Oh, a disco ball hanging from the ceiling—that's a good touch. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. We do like reflecting light around here. It does make quite a show. It makes a spectacle of things. Is that right? Yeah. Is there any other benefit to this reflection, or do you just like collecting sparkly things? <laughs> Honestly, I just like cl- collecting spectacle or things that can like enhance an experience you have a spectacle collection uh yes i do that's actually an interesting way to put it that might be a cool way to market the theater you're telling me you got a a a cupboard or something just full of glasses no i'm not talking about glasses i'm talking about spectacle meaning like uh extravagant uh, an extravagant show over the top uh effects to delight your senses that's what i'm talking about what kinds of other
0: spectacles you got?
1: Well, we've got completely like a sequins jacket back there and a spotlight and okay. somebody comes out in it and the, the light reflects off the jacket. It's sort of like a human disco ball.
0: A human disco ball. Yeah. That sounds like a proper dance if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Well, up here. Hello, uh,
2: just, uh, as as the disco ball in residence, I'm a little offended that you would uh, attribute some person in a jacket to being like me. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel that this disco ball here is being underused if you have a human wrapped up like one.
2: Uh, yes. I Back in the day, I was referred to as a mirror ball
0: oh okay uh well but, you know people like me would come in and go this disco round in And <laughs> now that's how they became the disco
1: ball you're welcome
0: distraction thank you
1: <laughs> guys uh you're welcome to go uh disco ball will you please show him how magical you are will you show him some of the other things that are uh fantastical in the theater
2: sure you just gotta pull me off of this string record uh, yeah. <laughs> oh i I
1: will let you know that this has been a podcast of lovers and you are allowed to take one alternative lover uh who is known for wearing reflective clothing or or edible clothing either way uh would you like mylar depont would you like to take the disco ball as your alternative lover you know that this that
0: sounds wonderful and comforting. However, I'm worried about my fleshy parts entering this
1: jagged mirror of a ball.
2: <laughs> I'm worried about your fleshy parts entering me.
1: <laughs> well, right. we are on the All same. All right, page. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I suggested it. I just, I just thought maybe I got excited about bringing people together. We've had a lot of a lot of people come together on this show. Maybe you have any uh, like real people I could meet. Uh, no, no. Actually, no, I don't. Not anymore. All right. That's pretty much the history of, of sequins. Once Mylar was invented to coat the acetate plastic uh, tiny little sequins uh, that they held up in the wash. They didn't break as easily. And then eventually uh, we got vinyl, and that, that became a popular uh, textile or whatever, popular product to make sequins out of. And and that's pretty much what sequins are today. So. Hey, uh,
2: sorry, uh... I saw some, some. I was just poking my head in, and I was looking for uh, some some vinyl records.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. No, this is not a record. Oh, stuff. I
2: just I saw your headphones, and I thought. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah we would probably have that. No. Yeah.
1: Also, the sign
0: says "Red Red Curb Red Curb Comedy." Red
1: Curb Record Comedy. No, no, that's not what it. Red Curb. That's not how. Do you guys know how to spell? <laughs> no. No, of course not. You're record collectors. <laughs> yeah, that's just hipsters. Illiterate hipsters wondering it. I know that's never happened, but now I won't be surprised if it happens again. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, those That's the history of sequins right there. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Distraction Podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you to our performers, Frankie Bolda. Yay! Thanks. And Aaron Stillerman. Hooray! And we'll see you in just one week. Bye-bye. Bye bye! Bye! Distraction! Distraction! da 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 distraction Da-da-da-da-da-distraction, distraction. Red, red Curve! Red, R- curve R- red Curve Comedy Network.